the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And wow, wow, wow. It is, we're going into the weekend with a lot happening, a lot happening in the legal cases, a lot happening across the country in terms of energy change, people concerned about what's happening. And then, of course, just a few days from now, December 8th, is the decision day for a lot of states to say, hey, are we going to send our electoral college uh, slate even though we have massive voter fraud? We're talking about Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, um, um, uh, uh, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, even Nevada. So we'll go through a little bit of that and uh, catch up on that. Uh, before we get to that, let me remind you, a couple minutes we'll talk with Jenny Beth Martin. Jenny Beth Martin um, from the Tea Party Patriots. And um, uh, we are... Um, i uh, got to talk to her. She's just gone over and worked on it. She's now transitioned to the Trump legal team. So she's going to give us an insight down there in Georgia. All right. The big shift that happened there, and let me go into this now. What you need to know is, you know, until now, and I'll say this to Mary, uh, to uh, Jenny Beth Martin, until now, it's been something like this. We think we see voter fraud, and the other, and the other side says, nothing to see here. CNN says, nothing to see here. Come on, nothing to see here. Uh, there's nothing to see here. And everybody goes, nothing to see here. And we say, wait, we think there's voter fraud. There's strange numbers coming in, strange things happening. It looks like voter fraud. There's nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Now, this videotape that was introduced on Thursday, and it is uh, introduced by Rudy Giuliani, of one of the counting rooms, which shows... Something happening that looks like ballots taken out from under a table and run through a tabulator in a period of time after the Republican watchers were told they were done counting and they left. Now, here's my point on this is I don't know all the details of what happened, but I can see details of what clearly has occurred. In other words, there may be an excuse, an answer. But right now, the the burden of proof has shifted from the people saying there may be fraud here to the people that say nothing to see here. Because now, nothing to see here. Oh, no, there's something to see here. Here's a video. Here's a closed caption video, clear as can be. Uh, uh, Wheeled uh, suitcases, wheeled in with ballots, put under a table. Hours later, when there's uh, the Republicans are escorted from the room, the ballots are brought out and run through tabulators and at least again, at least asserted. I, I don't know this. I don't know these tabulators. I don't know enough, but asserted soon to be refuted if it can be that you could run those. You could run 3000 ballots through those tabulators in an hour. There were, I don't know, three or four of those tabulators and they were running through one after another for a couple of hours. I think at least two hours, three hours. My point here is that you're up to the amount of votes that dramatically changes the election already. And again, my point is the 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 assertion there may be fraud. Oh, you can't see it now that now it's hey, here you can see it. You refute it. And it's going to be incumbent upon the election authorities and the Democrats to explain what exactly happened here. And one of the questions I have, which has not yet been answered, I thought I heard and read, somebody can fact check me on this, I thought I read that, that the water main break that they asserted happened there didn't actually happen. 
If it turns out that that was reported publicly that there was a water main break and it didn't it didn't happen, that would be a pretty big story. That would be a pretty big story. The uh, the, the the reality of that, you know, if they were lying about that as an indication that they were do, doing something else, it, it seems pretty serious. It seems pretty serious. Look out in Nevada. This uh, this lawyer uh, Balin Balin B A L L I N has uh, had an evidentiary hearing. He has his mitts, his hands on one of the machines. They're looking at the machine in Arizona. They've come up with anomalies, big numbers that would switch that election. Now here's the question: Back to our, we spend so much time together, you and I. Back to this question of these three areas of this battle. The legal front. Well, there's good lawsuits. Earlier today, there was another lawsuit in Georgia that the, the uh, that the Trump campaign filed. Okay, so there's real legal cases, but you're scared of running out of time, right? Because why? Well, we'll go back to the three fronts: the battle, the battle, the battle for the Republicans on three fronts: the legal front, the information battle, and the Constitution. But the problem right now is it feels like we're losing the timing. We're losing time because December eighth is a date where the media is going to come swooping in and say, ha-ha, if you have certified an election uh, as a popular vote gets the electors, that's it, it's over. And the question I have is between now and Tuesday, the 8th, will we have legislators in the key states stand up and convene their legislature and protest against what's happened? And make it clear that they won't tolerate it and therefore make it so that that's in doubt. Because if that's in doubt, then the media can't say, oh, wow, it's all over. They have to say, oh, what's something to go, something going on here. But they're going to, and then the 14th, by the way, the Electoral College in each of the states, in the state capitals, they all meet 50 at a time. They don't, you don't go to the DC for this, not a swamp meeting. It's in your state capital and they meet and the media will again say, wow, they all met. Look at that. And you're starting to have the information battle, the propaganda fight, what's shoved upon us is harder and harder. And so we've got to get some breaks, and that's what I mean when I say the break of this video in, 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 in Fulton County, Georgia, is pretty great in the sense that it makes an impact on what you're seeing. It makes you think, what does that mean? It makes the other side have to refute it. Now, here's the problem. If, a, if, a, if, a, if an election fraud happens in the woods and there's nobody, no, nobody there to hear it, does anybody hear it? I mean, we have a major instance of fraud. In the election, alleged not by an affidavit by a single witness or multiple witnesses, by a video, closed caption video, that at least uh, we haven't, again, it could be that it's doctored. It could be that there's a simple explanation. There hasn't been one yet. I haven't seen one. Here's the interesting thing about the problem of the media blackout. They won't cover the stories, so they won't actually cover the debunk. So if there is a real answer, if the answer is, oh, you guys don't understand, those are backup ballots and they're used like this, I'm, I don't, I'm making that up, I don't know what it is, but we're not even getting that answer because the media won't ask the question. It's an extraordinary sort of trick box we're in where we can't count on the media to cover the fraud and therefore they won't even debunk it. I would actually like to know the truth. I would like to know the truth. I would like to know, hey, this is what's going on. This is what it means. And when you see this, here's the answer why that's not right. Because if it's not right, I want to know. And I think the fact is, it is right. And that's why we're no, nobody's saying anything. It's again, it's a little bit like, I'll ask Jenny Beth Martin this. It's a little bit like this question. Do you really think the only people that would cheat in an election are, Rep are Democrats? Of course not. Why isn't there a Republican standing up, I mean, Democrats standing up saying Republicans cheat too? And the answer is nobody wants to admit that there's cheating because you're into a place where you have to admit there's cheating. 
and you have to go address it. And instead, the media is spending most of its time attacking Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell and others and making people, uh, you know, kind of picking out people to target instead of covering what's going on. Giuliani was masterful in Michigan. He was masterful in Michigan. He's been kind of hitting his stride. Uh, again, in Georgia, it's strong. Nevada is strong. Wisconsin is strong. I have a friend out in, Nevada, in Wisconsin. She said they had major problems in her county. They brought it up, and she said within six days of it coming up, the hottest shot lawyers came in for the Democrats from D.C. Big-time lawyers tasked with shutting it down. My point is, I mean, that's smart, by the way. That's not dumb. I'm not complaining. I'm not saying that's dumb. I'm saying that's smart. I'm saying that's serious. That's serious if you know what's going on. It's serious if you're going to protect your your win. And it's and doesn't it doesn't mean that they're cheating. It just means that they're trying to not have an answer. They're trying they're not they're trying to not even have the question. They're trying to not even have the question. That's the reality of that. So we'll see what happens with that. But I think again, hang on tight because over the weekend, I think you're going to see some more pretty significant efforts, including a case that's going to the Supreme Court on an emergency hearing. The case in Wisconsin said. Um, uh, the Wisconsin Supreme Court said, you can't come up to us yet. You got to go to lower courts. The problem with that is we're running out of time. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, again, it's uh, going to be a busy weekend, a lot happening, uh, but watch for it. All right. I'm going to play later on in the program a, a recent interview with David Horowitz. I got a couple of you requested that one that I play it again. Of course, you can always go over to ProAmericaReport.com, and the uh, those those segments are over there. But I thought I'd run the great David Horowitz again and uh, let you hear that one. And we will be... Um, uh, we will be uh, back in a few moments. We'll talk with Jenny Beth Martin, and we'll have a great closing window today. So uh, hang in there again. Go to ProAmericaReport.com. Oh, I did yesterday's uh, interview with uh, Jordan Henry, Jordan Henry of the um, uh, uh, Phyllis Schlafly Center. Jordan, uh, you can find his information. Go to com. He's got that one. It's not a one-pager. It's a couple of pages, but it's text. It walks you through some of the details of this timing. So uh, feel free to go to com. A couple of you asked me about that. All right. We'll take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. One of our guests on this program a number of times is Jenny Beth Martin. And she has, well, she has many titles. And she's one of the founders or one of the early uh, leaders of the Tea Party movement broadly. And she's currently the honorary chairman of the Tea Party Patriots. That's the organization that she's so famous for having led so effectively. She's currently on the president's legal team, President Trump's legal team in Georgia. More importantly, Jenny Beth, I started to say on this um, uh, before, just off the air, that I was on a call with some activists that have been working so hard across the country and your name came up last night about how much has happened in georgia how much credit you deserve for your hard work and how much has gone on so congratulations on that before i get down the path here though are you a georgia i know you live in georgia now are you georgia georgia native too is this your home state i I am i'm a native of georgia and i've lived here all my life of course i feel like in the last decade that i live on delta (laughs) airlines but but (laughs) that's true (laughs) <laughs> well, but I, what I get what I was going to say is when people say that Georgia's turning because Stacey Abrams had one good race in 2018, is that crazy? Um, I think it is a little bit crazy. Remember, we are seeing this right now. Our elections normally for statewide office and many local offices as well go to um, runoffs. And we're watching that for the United States Senate race last 
last election cycle when Stacey Abrams and, and Brian Kemp were running against one another. Brian Kemp won without going to a runoff. And I, I don't think that things are as close as they seem. And now that I have been investigating the investigation, I mean, the, I'm sorry, investigating the election for the last election, month, yeah. I, I think that President Trump really did win Georgia, where the Trump legal team in Georgia just filed suit today. And we'll have, when people start reading that, they'll be able to see what kind of evidence we have and why we think that Trump really did win in Georgia. Hmm. Uh, we're talking with Jenny Beth Martin again, uh, well known for her leadership of the Tea Party Patriots and uh, now on the Trump legal team. Again, before I get to Georgia today, I want to ask you one more question. I have been, when I, I was a Tea Party guy in, when the Tea Party started. <clears throat> and if you look back at the Tea Party, one of the extraordinary things is there was like a million efforts that started, but many of them faded. Your organization is one that didn't. There aren't many, though. And, and what I try to tell people is I think sometimes that they ruling the elite, the Republican Party elite, think, well, we outlasted a lot of those Tea Party entered that a lot of that Tea Party energy. And we'll do that again, because I don't understand why, I, you know, at this point, the Tea Party's, you know, the, 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 the leader of this movement for America is Donald Trump. And the idea that the Republicans don't see that they should be fighting day and night for him is strange to me. Do you, do you, do you, do you have any sense of, of why? I mean, you've lived with a lot of establishment Republicans saying, oh, well, Tea Party, you know, what are they? And what are they? And you've kind of hung in there and, and moved the agenda a lot. So you have a good perspective on this. Do, they, do the Republicans not understand what's happening with this uh, with their own party? Um, I think that some of it may be that they do not understand. And I think some of it may be that people just think we're going to go back to business as usual. And maybe President Trump was just a four-year blip. Um, but I think that they don't understand part of the reason that we like and support President Trump is because he fights and he doesn't just roll over. And I think that right now there are elected officials who should be saying, you know, maybe there's something to the reason that all of these seats are going, wait a minute, there's something not right about the elections. And we're not talking about just in Georgia, but Nevada, maybe Arizona. Um, In fact, I know that Kelly Ward, the chairman of the GOP in Arizona, has has been working and challenging things there. Pennsylvania, Michigan, there's so many places where there are questions about what happened in the election. Perhaps these people should take a step back and look at it. In the hearing yesterday right. in Georgia, one of the Democrat um, members of the, the Georgia State Senate said, what, are you going to sit here and say that all, if you question this, are you saying that all of the, are any of us even duly elected? And actually, at the end of the day, that's what every single elected official in these states should be wondering. Were the elections legitimate? legitimate? And maybe part of the reason why all the way down the ticket and maybe part of the reason why we're not hearing as much from some of them is because they don't want to to deal with that in their own in their own backyard i think you're right i mean i think you're right and actually i think um you know one of the things i've been waiting for is a a democrat to be honest and say the following thing hey wait a second you guys cheat too because you got to think somewhere there's a Republican who cheated and there's Democrats who know it. And the fact that they won't say that is because they don't want to allow us to have the conversation or believe it's happening, that there is all this cheating. All right. We're talking with Jenny Beth Martin. Jenny Beth, I want to ask you about you mentioned uh, Georgia. I mean, you mentioned the testimony. 
The videotape, I talked with Jody Heiss, Congressman Heiss from the 10th Congressional District in Georgia, and he said the video that shows these ballots in, in, in wheeled cases under a table that were then over hours were then later utilized, Jody Heiss called it a game changer. Now, again, uh, uh, Jenny Beth Martin is a very savvy political player. She knows the legal arguments, too. But the politics of this, are we seeing the, the beginning of a change in what people are are feeling about this, because you and I've been talking about fraud for two weeks. Now, are we seeing? A, is it a game changer, like Jody High said? Um, I think that it is. In the hearing yesterday, some of the state senators, even Republican state senators who were in the room and willing to to be a part of the hearing, thought that, um, that, that there was nothing to see here. Just move along. Let's let's do this so our constituents will quit complaining to us, and let's just go ahead and be done with it. That was kind of the attitude going into it. They had no idea what the evidence was at all. The Trump legal team, certainly in Georgia, I don't know about other states, but in Georgia has held everything very close to the vest to vet vet the information that we have, to check the state law and to make sure that what we have can be evidence. And um, they have they have had no idea until yesterday just what some of the evidence is. And it's not everything that we have. So I do think that was a game changer because you're sitting there watching as the press leaves the room, as the Republican observers leave the room, as the public who is legally entitled to be there and observe the canvassing of votes under Georgia state law left the room. All of them left the room and then. And you can go back also on election night, contemporaneous election um, news reporting on the Atlanta Journal and Constitution, the Marietta Daily Journal, 11 Alive, 40, CBS 46. They all talked about how Fulton County was stopping um, the vote counting and would resume again the next morning. And then after everyone cleared the room, not even an hour later, they start rolling out boxes of ballots and and. And what were they doing? We don't know exactly what they were doing. We don't know what it was that they were looking at. We presume it was ballots. Um, They weren't in the place where other ballots were. So what exactly were they doing? Why did they do it after everyone left? Why did they send everyone home? Why didn't they reach back out to the head of the Republican Party in Fulton County and say, we're beginning again, you better get back here? Or even tell the Republican members of the, the Fulton County Board of Elections, did they do that and alert them? I just there are a lot of questions about it. And um, this idea that there is no evidence of impropriety of illegal activity or, or, or fraud, perhaps at the end of the day, there will be no evidence of it. But there sure is a lot of smoke right now. And it, it, it looks very suspicious. Well, and again, we're talking with Jenny Beth Martin, uh, who is now the honorary chairman of the Tea Party Patriots and is on the Trump uh, legal team in, down in Georgia. And what I said about this is if before now it was a question of people uh, saying, hey, here's some evidence of fraud. At this point, what you see with that video is, to me, irrefutable, an irrefutable indication, evidence of fraud, of election fraud. And now the, the, the burden flips. 
they got to explain this one now. This isn't like, oh, uh, Jenny Beth and Ed Martin, they think that there might be something in the data system. No, no. Here's thousands and thousands of ballots being run through a machine. The machine, and they're multiple machines, they hold, they can run 3,000 ballots an hour. So you start to do the math. You're like, holy cow, this is more than enough to change the election, depending on what this was. Now it's on you guys to explain this. And I'm talking about the politics. The law is a different question. The politics. So down there in Georgia, Jenny Beth, has the politics changed with, say, the governor and the secretary of state? Is anybody getting their uh, backbone um, up? So the secretary of state's office initially said, oh, this has been debunked. And news reporting early today was saying this was debunked. Nothing went wrong. And just in the last hour or so, we've heard that the secretary of state's office is actually indeed launching an investigation into what happened on election night in Fulton County with the with the counting of of votes. So that has shifted. Their attitude about it has shifted. Remember, just two days ago, they were saying there's no evidence of of widespread fraud and no evidence that their election results could possibly change. The governor, um, I honestly think at this point that our governor needs to launch his own investigation with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. I don't think that we can trust the Secretary of State's office to do what they need to do. Because at this point, they need to be investigating themselves. And they can't, you right. can't have an investigation where the body who needs investigating is actually doing its own investigation. That doesn't work. And yeah. they, they, have, they could have gone and gotten this, this video. They could have done this weeks mm-hmm. ago. They knew that the voting stopped, yet they, or the counting stopped. And they also knew that results came in throughout the night. We should not have had to be the ones who were subpoenaing and doing other things in order to get that that um, the closed caption security video. Right. Well, it's good stuff. I mean, it's good work and it's important work. And we'll see, as you say, we don't know where it'll go now, but we certainly have a different dynamic on the ground. Jenny Beth Martin, thank you for taking the time. She's, again, the honorary chair of the Tea Party Patriots, been a leader there uh, for a long, long time doing great work and now is on the Trump legal team. Thanks, Jenny Beth. Keep in close touch. Thank you so much, Ed. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. and we come back, it's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. we got a lot more to cover. Be right back. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. My old friend David Horowitz, of course, he is well known as the founder of the uh, David Horowitz Freedom Center, and he is uh, also the operator of uh, FrontPageMag.com, best-selling author of Blitz, Trump Will Smash the Left and Win. And uh, But here's, he wrote a piece a few days ago, I guess yesterday, uh, technically, I'm sorry, I thought it was a couple days ago, and the title is Fighting Words, It's a War. And uh, welcome, David Horowitz. How are you? Good to be with you. Yes. So, so first question, first threat, threat, threshold question: Did the Democrats steal the election? Yes, they steal elections every year. I mean, people just—you know—John F. Kennedy was president because Sam Giancana, as a favor to his father Joe, um, you know, voted the cemeteries in Cook County. I mean, it's in every book on that election. And Nixon at the time thought it would be bad for the country. This is very important. He thought it would be bad for the country if he challenged the vote. Um, So he let Kennedy win. But John F. Kennedy was a different kind of Democrat. These Democrats are communists. They hate our country. They want to destroy it. 
Um, how do I, why do I say that? Look, they've conducted a war against elections for years. No voter IDs, that's voter suppression. Any measure to secure the integrity of the election is voter suppression, which is a big lie and an obvious one. Uh, you know, a photo ID you need to get food stamps. It also shows a lot of contempt for poor black people, like they're too stupid to get uh, voter IDs when it's really simple. And also, you have to have it for welfare. Um, but they, you know, they started in July to destroy the the election day. We don't have an election day anymore. You have early voting. You can vote after election day. They can vote after election day. So you don't have a day when people vote and the votes are counted anymore. And that's to make stealing easier. Then they sent out 92 million um, paper ballots, which are uh, Democrats themselves or some honest ones the year before were saying these are dangerous. They're too easy to fix, which they've done. So, yeah, I think the election is fixed. But, uh, it's so obvious that Trump won. He got 10 million more votes, despite the most disgusting character assassination in the human history. Nobody has ever been so attacked and so maliciously distorted as Donald Trump. Uh, we're talking with da- yeah, we're talking with David Horowitz, and uh, David Horowitz, of course, is over at FrontPageMag.com, and his books are there are many books, but uh, the most recent one is uh, Blitz: Trump Will Smash the Left and Win. Um, now, next question, David. David, do you well, think you know, President forty eight percent more votes this year than in two thousand twelve? in Phoenix, right. and the population of right. Phoenix has only increased 14%. So that's, what right. is that, three times? You know, it's mm-hmm. just, the evidence is all over the place. I sure hope that the Trump team has done a good job of assembling it. Well, and that's what I want to ask you, this next question. Uh, Even in the face, we've seen this president be put in a position where the pressure is on, the pressure is on, the pressure is on. Do you think this, what what should the president do now? What what should he do? How should he approach it? You know, where where do you think he's, like today, where do you think he needs to be stronger, more, more, you know, louder? What, give me some of your insights here. I I mean, you know, he's got a lot of issues that he has. He's got the Georgia election he's got to watch out for. Um, and and he's got such a malicious press, an evil press. Um, I think he's doing a great job. I would like to see them, you know, there are a couple of things like the Dominion machines. Uh, I'd like to know for a fact, I can't believe the fact isn't out there, that there are Venezuelan company. But more importantly, I'd like to know that the machines have the capability of changing votes, which... It seems that they do, but I, 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 I'd like a little more information from them. And of right. course, I wonder. I wonder. Republican weak reads. All these people, yeah. they think they think we're back in 1960. You know, John F. Kennedy was a military communist. He he was uh, for a balanced budget. He was for a capital gains tax cut. Um, uh, he, he would be considered an extreme right-wing Republican if he were alive today. So you had two parties. We used to complain, and you know, people used to complain that it was, the parties were too much alike. 
but it was really good. It meant for stability. Now you have a Democrat party, which is a racist party, which is behind all these uh, the, the worst civil insurrections in American history, the most destructive, scores of dead people, mainly black, actually, because of the lawlessness, uh, trying to destroy our police departments. This is a very radical party. I don't care what Biden says, because he's a cover for it. And in his foreign policy, what's he doing? The first thing he wants to do is to refund the Hamas terrorists hundreds of millions of dollars, restore the Palestinians' terrorist consulate in Washington, um, re-embrace the Iranian terrorists, uh, and, uh, you know, sell a country back to China the way he did when he was vice president. This is uh, we're not talking with Dave. Want in office? Well, you know, this is we're not. Talk- we don't live in a country anymore where we can trust the Democrat Party to be an American party. We're talking with David Horowitz, and uh, and again, David's uh, piece, he's, he's got lots of books. In fact, I just noticed, David, you got a book coming up in a few months uh, by Regnery, the title of which is perfect for the moment, I think, and that, and that is uh, um, the uh, the um, how enemy the enemy within, how a totalitarian movement is destroying America. It'll be out in a few months. But, and you know, this piece on front... movement is really important. That totalitarian movement that's destroying America is the Democrat Party. And if you go up to Amazon, the book's already up there. You can see the cover, and on the cover is Elizabeth Warren, Pelosi, all of them. Uh, right. And Omar Schiller. They're all about doing it. Why do I say that? Well, they, they conducted a war against election integrity. They want to abolish the Electoral College, which is in the Constitution for a good reason. They want to destroy the system of checks and balances. They want to pack the Supreme Court. Uh, they already said they don't. They, they want to get rid of the Senate. Um, you know, they're radicals. They're revolutionaries. They're dangerous. And they supported this in, these insurrections. All the Democrat mayors made the, those burnings of our cities, the damage that was done, the lawlessness possible. The Democratic Party is a, an outlaw party, in my view now. And I don't um, see how we're, you we're t- contradict that. Even I don't want borders. No nation can the, um, without borders. We're talking with David Horowitz. David, I want to ask you about um, I want to ask you about your piece in uh, FrontPage.com, Fighting Words. And I want to ask you this part: Why is it so many Americans, and especially Republican office holders, don't recognize that we're in a war? I think it's up. You know, I was brought up by communists. That's how I understand the malice of the left. Um, so. Conservatives are always a little puzzled to me, but I think it's, you know, they're well-bred. They all, you know, know the Constitution, uh, and uh, they they don't want to embarrass their enemies. It's impolite. Mm -hmm. It's partly just manners. Um, Right. People like me, they regard as too confrontational. Uh, Mm When I came into the right, and this is really the good news, about 40 years ago, I look around and I said, where's the ground war? The left has all these organizations. They're intimidating people. They're extorting. You know, corporate America is supporting these communists. They they put hundreds of millions of dollars into the Black Lives Matter uh, criminals. Uh, 
Why is that? Because the left makes their lives miserable if they don't. They're extortionists. Whereas no Republican would demonstrate against uh, a company or, you know, organize a boycott. And nor would they march. They would have demonstrations until the Tea Party came along. But now mm-hmm. Trump has changed all that. We now have a mass movement of conservatives. And that means that conservatives will be looking at what's going on in their schools, the K-12 schools, uh, which are indoctrination centers now for this vicious left. We need people to fight at every level, uh, and we need them to, t- to talk the talk as well as walk the walk. The Democrat Party is a racist party. It controls every inner city of any size in America. All the killing fields, all the rotten school systems, all the injustices real and imagined that are done to inner city minorities are done by Democrats for crying out tears. In Minneapolis, mm-hmm. where George Floyd died, the city council is 100% Democrat and Green Party. The mayor is a Democrat. The governor is a Democrat. The attorney general is a black Democrat. The police chief is a black Democrat. The guy with his knee on the neck of George Floyd, he's a Democrat. So mm-hmm. it's right. crazy. Yeah. But, but Republicans All right. never mention this. The only Republican who I've ever heard call a Democrat a racist which they are identity politics. We have to have a woman, you know, who's actually a rich Indian, but will, uh, you know, uh, pr- pretend to be black uh, as our vice president because we're racist. Uh, the only right. Republican who's ever called a Democrat, to my knowledge, a racist is Trump. That's why they hate him. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, David Horowitz, unfortunately, I got to go. Time flies. The column up is called Fighting Words. It's a war. David Horowitz, which is at frontpagemag.com. I'll put it up on social media. Thanks, David, as always, and I appreciate Thank your you, uh, inspiration. No. All right, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. We'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report, back in a moment. This is the Pro America Report on The Answer, San Diego. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Today, December 7th, is the day about which President Franklin D. Roosevelt famously said, We'll always live in infamy. December 7, 1941, was the day of the surprise attack on Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, which caused our entry into World War II. After we won that war, we had a period of many years that history calls the Cold War. It was a time when the Soviet Union was rapidly building up its force of intercontinental nuclear missiles and threatening to destroy entire cities in a single blast. Facing this incredible threat, the United States adopted the policy called Mutual Assured Destruction. We announced that if Soviet Russia ever launched a nuclear missile against us, our missiles would automatically strike back and kill millions of Russians. For years, this threat deterred the Russians from doing anything dangerous. After Ronald Reagan became president, he proposed building a defensive system that could shoot down enemy missiles when they are streaming toward the U.S. to kill us. But the liberals threw roadblocks at this plan, and we still do not have a defensive system. We're not really worried about an attack from Russia anymore. 
However, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor should remind us that there are nations in the world that hate America, and surprise attacks are still possible. And one factor is very, very different. The dictatorships that hate us and are building nuclear missiles today don't care if we hit them back. They want to kill Christians, and they train their young men to commit suicide with the promise that then they will go straight to heaven. Now that Iran and North Korea, who hate us, are building nuclear weapons, it is more important than ever before that we fulfill President Reagan's vision of building an anti-missile defense to protect us against incoming missiles. Our enemies have changed, but it's still the duty of our government to protect the lives and property of American citizens against any attack. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For 50 years, Mrs. Schlafly promoted grassroots efforts to rally conservatives. Today, you can harness the power of social media by going to phyllisschlafly.com and sharing these commentaries with friends across the country. Get started at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Now, I have an interesting story that I've tracked for a while. I had heard that there were some folks that were going to do this, and then they did it, and it's a very interesting story. Uh, Breitbart.com has over on their website, Joel Pollack wrote up a story that a, a bunch of conservative organizations have gone out and they have said to Joe Biden in a letter, hey, if you, you've been, one of the Democrats has been asking for Donald Trump's tax records, how about we go ahead and get all the bank records of Joe Biden? All the bank records. Let's go ahead and get the bank. If you want to look at records, let's look at bank records because we have evidence in the Biden in the Biden uh, in the Biden laptop that there's something going on. So why don't we do that? Well, interestingly enough, that story ran, and within a couple of hours, Biden did an interview with Jake Tapper, and one of the things, one of the questions he allowed himself to be asked was about his family. He said, "Oh no, no, we'll never let anything. There'll be no, um, there'll be no, absolutely no, uh, business between uh, my family, no, no family interest in the and the government, right? No, no, never, never. That's what he said. Now, here's the interesting question here: CNN, in the tapes that were revealed by, um. James O'Keefe, guess what you hear Jeff Zucker, the head of CNN, saying? Kill the Hunter Biden laptop story. Kill the Hunter, kill the Hunter Biden laptop story. Don't let that come out. So you, can, you say to yourself, huh, what, what's the cover-up? Again, if there's nothing there, it's a strange when people protest, right? It's not like when, if someone says, did you murder someone? You say, why would you ask me that? Well, that's not what someone who's innocent says. Someone who's innocent says, I got nothing to hide. I got nothing to hide. And so this question that Joel Pollack reports on, which I'll put up on social media, is, um, <clears throat> is a question asking very simply what, uh, the, um, the, uh, the, what is it the, 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 the people are saying? What, if you want to have this dig, let's dig into what the Biden, why do the Bidens have a, why does Joe Biden have a couple of houses already since he's been out of office? What's been going on here? What exactly is happening? And so it's a good story, and more importantly, it's a good thread to be pulled on these people. They're such so hypocritical. But again, here's the problem. Problem, it keeps coming back and forward, back again. If there's nobody willing to cover it, what happens? If there's no one here to cover it, no media will cover it except for Breitbart, 
Will anybody know about it? It's hard to know. It's hard to know. It really is. It's extraordinary to see the blackout of the media. All right. Well, listen, everybody, get ready to have a great weekend. we got to come back on uh, Monday, and we've got a lot to do. We're coming into that important week with December 8th in there. So have a great weekend. I hope you have a good uh, uh, you know, time off. If you've got time off or if you're working, uh, you get a break somewhere in there. And we want to say thank you, as usual, to our great technical director, Noah. <clears throat> Pardon me. So many of these parts you may not notice come in and out. He does a great job of balancing us all together. And uh, so I thank him for that. And thank you to Joanna for helping book the great guests. And then thank you all for listening. Don't forget, you go to pro, go over to ProAmericaReport.com. Go over there and you can sign up for the Daily Wink, the email, and also get all these interviews uh, right there. You can listen to them. So uh, track down there in bite-sized pieces you can link in. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. I look forward to talking to you next week. It's Ed Martin right here on the Pro America Report.